welcome to the Advance Born Global podcast. I'm Johanna Pittman, CEO of Advance, the non-profit organisation that shines a spotlight on the impact of outstanding global Australians. In this podcast series, we meet all 34 game changers recognised in the 2022 Global Australian Awards. These inspiring game changers generously share the story of their international career journey with us, the highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know these inspiring game changers. In this episode, you will meet Dr. Sonu Baskar, who was awarded the Australian Global Talent Award in the 2022 Global Australian Awards. The Global Talent Award was presented for the first time in 2022 to recognise the contribution of recent migrants to Australia in future-focused industries. I was captured by Sonu's reflection on his own journey and those who inspired him to never give up. It was also fascinating to hear about his higher education in India, Europe and then Australia, making me feel incredibly grateful that he has now called Australia home. I think you might too. So to kick off, if I was to ask you, um, if you were addressing, let's say, our high school audience, how would you describe what you do and what your day-to-day looks like? Thank you, Joanna. I am. Um, it's absolutely a privilege to be a part of of this uh, special award, and I'm very grateful for being nominated for this. Um, well, um, I am a physician, scientist, and an academic neurologist. I lead um, national and international initiatives in global health and neurology. I am also very privileged to lead a great team of clinicians and and researchers who are addressing some of the pressing challenges in neurology and global health. We, um, whenever we think about a project or initiative, we are thinking about how do we address the most vulnerable and and the marginalized populations of the world? And when we say that, we are very privileged and and honored to be in Australia where we have access to wonderful resources, but many countries around the world and underprivileged communities don't have that access. And coming from a very humble beginning myself, I've always been passionate about how, what, what can I do to make a difference in that community which is the most vulnerable in, in, in around the world. And in, in any mission or any task I lead or be a part of, I always think about it, that how do we bring service to our work and community? And that's been very much part of my life and my journey. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Um, and you mentioned the humble beginnings, but uh, from from it looks like you've studied at fantastic universities in many different locations. Tell us how you got to there and, and, and what that journey looked like. Thank you, uh, John. I, um, I was born in India and um, we had very limited resources because my parents had to, my, my, my parents coming from a, lower middle class background they had to look after three children and um, my grandfather who was at that time uh, has always been my anchor in life but he's not there anymore Um, we had very limited resources I used to go to school and I still remember I used to walk five kilometers with one shoe in the entire year and the shoe would get torn as we walked because it used to be very hot and we used to walk five kilometers um and many times some teachers will say that your shoe is torn or and we had very limited resources to change it um 
And, um, but, and, you know, we didn't have private tuition, so it was always that I used to study myself, I used to teach my brothers and sisters, and we worked incredibly hard to, um, uh, to, to compete and, and get scholarships. Without scholarships, I won't be here. And I think I'm, I'm very grateful and, and, and thinking about all those mentors and people who supported me in that journey. Well, uh, after India, I moved uh, to Spain. Um, I, I got the Marie Curie Fellowship, which is a prestigious fellowship from, um, and again, one of my great uh, inspiration, Marie Curie, who was a Nobel Prize winner. I uh, was, uh, I, you know, honored to work with some of the great trailblazers in Europe. Uh, I studied in Netherlands, in Germany, in Spain, and before I moved to Australia. In Australia, I moved 10 years ago, and I spent the couple of five years, first four years in Newcastle, working at John Hunter and University of Newcastle. And then I moved to Sydney, and uh, I'm in a part of the Sydney, which is culturally very diverse and, you know, ethnically very diverse as well, and very privileged to uh, to contribute and make a difference in the community, which is uh, marginalized and, and, you know, and has um, carry a huge burden of neurological diseases as well as other diseases. Um, I, when, when you said about the humble beginning, I'm, I'm mindful of, of a very, you know, uh, incident in my life where I was, um, when, um, when we had the, the holiday seasons and I used to come back in and I used to ask my dad that, um, because we, we, we knew that we, we, you know, we had very limited uh, funds to, to buy a new gift or whatever. And I used to say, dad, um, you know, this this birthday will not have a birthday cake. Rather, we should go and whatever we cook at home, we'll go and um, feed it to the people who 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 can't, who don't have the access to cook today. And I'm very grateful to my parents to teach me the lesson that, you know, of service above self. It's always put the service before yourself. And where I'm today, I serve on the board of directors of Rotary Club of Sydney and many international boards. I think about this. The lesson that my father and my grandparents taught me to put service, even if you have no resources, today we have resources to make a difference in people's life. Really powerful lessons from a very early age, it sounds like. And you've continued that in, in Australia and, and with Rotary here. Tell me about the, the challenges that you face in your role as someone that's trying to be at the cutting edge of both discoveries and things to make um, neurological advances, but also rolling that out and implementing it in uh, healthcare, which has always been quite a, uh, not necessarily a fast moving area of the economy. Um, tell me about the challenges that you face and, and what they look like. Thank you, Joanna. Uh, in, indeed, uh, anything to implement in healthcare is very evidence-based uh, uh, implementation evidence-based strategies it's always hard and difficult because more than the systems i think it's the people who are the center of of that um, of that implementation and usually it's the people who can make the life difficult and otherwise and um, in terms of challenges, um, you know, bringing teams together, diverse teams together from different local health districts, uh, hospitals, and today we are talking to international players. It's always um, hard to people with different uh, backgrounds to 
come and sit on a table. And I say this, that um, whenever it's the, the challenges come our way, why don't we put patience at the, at the center and heart of what we do? Because then you impersonalize uh, the conversation. You bring the focus right to the community and to the patients. And I think that mindset brings people together. It, you know, they think about a challenge and a problem that they want to address. And, and we, we do it. You know, we address that challenge. Uh, other challenges that I faced initially was um, about understanding, uh, the, you know, the, the, the chemistry within the teams and, of course, between the leadership at different levels. And I um, and, and and thankfully, given the multi-diverse background I have had the privilege to work with, I always thought that um, hey, you know, we can do it and come together, bring that positive energy and passion, and really think about innovation in a, in, a, in a mindset level and and see that how that can percolate downstream and make a difference. They do sound like you've you've found ways to work through those challenges. What about the highlights for you? What are what are some of the proudest moments for you in your journey and your and the different discoveries you've been a part of? Um, I think the biggest um, part of this journey was the, the the foundation of New South Wales Brain Clot Bank, which was, as you know, it's a world's first initiative in this area. It has um, kind of been a, a trailblazer in the field, and now that we have established um, when when the the the, the baby was born here in Australia, very proud of it. Now that, you know, uh, we had recent offshoot in the Walton Center of Neuroscience in UK, who wants to, um, uh, you know, um, start a, a satellite center in UK. So I think that the ripple effect has been quite um, tremendous. And that being able to do that was be part of that change was absolutely phenomenal. I think the part of uh, the discovery and the, the work that we did was uh, being recognized by European Academy of Neurology with with the, the investigator award in 2019. And not just one award. It was the first time European Academy of Neurology awarded two awards in the same year to a non, you know, a person who did the work outside of Europe. That was absolutely amazing. Very grateful for it. Um, on the on the vocational side of things, I was also very honoured to receive the Rotary Vocational Excellency Award from the Rotary District 9675 for the work I have um, done in Australia. I'm very grateful to all the Rotarians who have supported that. So um, absolutely, these are the moments that really made, um, I, I feel very humbled about. Well, as you might have heard, the um, Australian Global Talent Award category is a new category in our awards. Previously, we recognised Australians who are working overseas and into, uh, alumni of Australian universities who had returned to their home country or and were utilising that sort of Australian education. Um, so th- this was the focus, but we really... Th- we really know that if we talk about global Australians, it's also those who have made the choice to move here and are having an incredible impact in Australia. What, uh, from your perspective, um, what do you see about um, how your career changed or didn't change as a result of moving to Australia? 
Oh, um, that's a great question, uh, Joanna. And um, absolutely, I, I think I'm very on and you know privileged to be in Australia. Australia is a land of opportunities. It's a country which allows people like me, from humble beginning, to to come and and shine and 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 work together to make a difference, uh, not just here but across the world. Um, I think one of the great things about Australia is the diversity of people we have here. We have uh, people from all backgrounds coming together and, and thinking about innovation. We are at the crux of that of times when, uh, you know, uh, we are innovating hard and fast. Australia is one of the leading stakeholders in innovation space around the world. And I think we have a great potential to use and leverage our multicultural community and people with diverse backgrounds, innovative backgrounds, to come together and think how we can make a difference, not just in Australia, but around the world. Australia provides that opportunity. We have great platforms and systems and, um, and governance around it to make sure that we can happen and work together to make a difference here. I also want to add that um, we have to move also beyond that strategy of, you know, uh, only innovating for Australia. I think we have a great potential to think about Australia, but then scale it up for global innovations, be a strong partner and stakeholder in the global discussion and, and table. I think we can make a huge difference when we go out in there in the world and tell, hey, we are there and we are making a difference not to see it around the world. Yes, yeah, certainly. And that's something I'm sure, um, you know, many policymakers would love to hear and, and to, to hear um, the methods about how to, how to do that. I, I wanted to share with you, um, we, this category is a new category, but we received so many nominations for this category. We received uh, at least as many as we expected for the overall awards. So um, it was it was very a little bit overwhelming. Um, but we uh, the judges narrowed it down, and I wanted to let you know that um, while we'll be announcing the finalists shortly, uh, that you are in fact the winner of this award. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely grateful, Joanna. I, I cannot I cannot tell you that uh, my grandfather, who is not there anymore, he would be so he would be so pleased to hear this. Uh, you know, uh, today it's uh, it's a testimony to all my parents, to my parents, to my mentors, and all those people who've been part of this journey, and the community who has been always behind me. I. Uh, yeah, uh, for a boy with torn shoes to come here and being recognized in this country, uh, it is. Um, I'm very grateful to the to the committee and for uh, for this honor. I will continue to be an ambassador for what I do and take the flag here in Australia and around the world and make a difference in people's life. Oh, and your grandfather sounds like an incredible person. Tell me why he's such an inspiration, why he's such a guiding light for you in everything you do. Um, thank you, John. In, when I was a little kid, we used to move around a lot, and my grandfather was gave me a sense of belonging, a place where he was always there to welcome with open heart. And um, there was no fear, no judgment, and... And um, and that that grace that he exemplified. He was an extraordinary, generous human being. He gave everything what he had for others. 
and he was always service-minded. So I think my grandfather taught me the ABC of service. He taught me that our lives are meant for a change. Um, our lives are, are to make a difference in people's life. And you can do that when you carry your heart up your sleeves, but at the same time, remind yourself every day to hear you're here for a purpose to make a difference in people's life. And that lesson that my grandfather taught me has always stuck my stuck by me. And I keep telling myself that, Grandfather, I love you wherever you are, and you are always be there in my heart. Incredible memories you must have of him. And um, with as we go forward, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure many people will be interested to hear advice that you have for others in, early in their career, maybe considering, maybe those that are considering um, becoming a skilled migrant to another country, maybe those that are considering, um, who are based here in Australia, but building their career in this area. What advice do you have for them? My advice is that um, that if, if a boy like me can do it, all of us can do it. Um, we can do it together. Believe in yourself. You have got an incredible, um, you know, aptitude and opportunity to discover and achieve whatever you want in life. And I think there is a scientist and a clinician in every each one of us. It's about realizing the potential uh, that we all have. But doing that, please think about people and community. Please think about service. And, and that service mindset will drive innovations to where it should actually belong. Innovations that can make a sustainable change in people's life. That's what it is. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more on global Australian game changes over the last decade, please go to our website, advance.org.